You're listening to Panels of Blood, part of SplatterPictures.net. And welcome to Panels of Blood, the podcast where I read you horror comics from all eras. I am your horror host, Wes Deadair Nipe. For just joining us, this is part three of our Archie Palooza, where we are reading the Archie horror imprint comic, Afterlife with Archie. If you guys want to listen to the last previous two episodes, you can start the story right at the beginning. But for now, I don't have a whole heck of a lot of chit-chat, so I'd like to just get into it with Issue 3 of Afterlife with Archie. Story by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. Artwork, Francesco Francavilla. Letters, Jack Morelli. Creative consultant, Jesse Goldwater. A black and red page, we can see the outlines of a street, scrawled in red. My mom and dad are out there, Betty. Somewhere. Maybe hurt. I have to find them. Establishing shot. Night. We see the silhouetted figure holding a flashlight. The figure is of Mr. Lodge, Veronica's father. In captions. Lodge Manor. Mr. Lodge's narration. I built this house. And I don't mean I paid someone to build it. I mean I designed and built it myself. With my own two hands, by God. See a flashback of Mr. Lodge. A much younger man. On a hill, he looks down at the town of Riverdale. His narration. I came to Riverdale first, alone, to see if it would even be possible to relocate Lodge Industries. Found the tallest hill there was, overlooking everything else. He says, Yes. Then, sent for Hermione. We see Mr. Lodge still in flashback. His wife standing behind him. She says, It's lovely, Haram, but there's no opera, no ballet, no theater, Mr. Lodge. All a mere train ride away, Hermione. Yes, but what will I do here? A panel, a tight shot. In the foreground, Mr. Lodge, looking at his wife. The focus of the panel is on her. Play tennis with the other ladies who lunch? Join a book club. Start a charitable foundation, Hermione says. I could, you know, or open a museum with the art we've collected. A long, thin panel. The focus is on the couple, their torsos. Mr. Lodge has his hand on Hermione's stomach. He says, My love, if you do this for me, I promise I'll build the most magnificent manor for you and our son. A panel focusing on their faces. Hermione. Daughter. Mr. Lodge. What's that now? Oh, yes, I just found out on the train. We see a shot of the train headed towards Riverdale. It's interesting, it's a flashback within a flashback. And they indicate this by the gray squiggly lines around the panels. Beforehand, it's just indicated that it's a flashback by lightening all the colors. And also depicting Mr. Lodge as a much younger man. We see the interior of the train car. We see Mrs. Lodge, Hermione, 
reading, minding her own business. Two people sitting in front of her. This is Sabrina's aunts, much younger themselves. Hermione's narration. I was sitting across from the most eccentric spinsters, I suppose you'd call them. Hilda says, You're expecting, Zelda, a girl. Hermione looks surprised. Her narration. Naturally, since I haven't started to show, I was taken aback. She says, I... I am. But my husband and I are hoping for a boy. Not true. He is. Zelda says. Hilda adds. But you're having a girl. You can tell plain as day. Raven-haired. Strong-willed. A focus on Hermione. She looks stunned. W well, we shall see. Zelda. Our sister-in-law is expecting a girl, too. We're on our way to see her. Greendale. Hilda. She doesn't believe us either. Whitehead, that one will be. We're now back, Mr. Lodge and Hermione looking at each other lovingly. As the sun sets, Mr. Lodge. <laughs> You'll forgive me if I continue to hold out hope for a boy. Hermione. Either way, Haram. Riverdale will make a wonderful home for us. I'm certain. We're now back. It's night. It's windy. Mr. Lodge, with a flashlight, is wandering through the lonely graveyard of his property. His narration. You were my life, Hermione. My rock. Selfishly. I wish you and your level head were here now to help guide us through this ordeal. He's looking down under Tombstone. It says, Hermione Lodge, beloved wife and mother, rest in peace. His narration. But I suppose with this madness that's happening beyond our gates, it's best you aren't alive to... to... He hears a long groan. He looks over his shoulder, shocked. What? We see the image of his wife, zombified, white saucer eyes. She speaks. Ram, my love. We now see her inching towards him with her arms outstretched. Leaning forward, he falls backwards onto the ground. Hermione, no, God, no, she says. You never should have brought us to this place. Mr. Lodge tries to speak as she strangles the life out of him. Her, her, this place of death, she shouts. Mr. Lodge opens his eyes with a gasp. He's awake, sitting alone in his high-backed chair, holding his head. His butler Smithers, now at the doorway, holding an axe. My apologies, sir. But you told me to wake you. Quite all right, Smithers. I was merely resting my eyes. Was there an update? A close-up of the classic Archie characters of Smithers. Smithers has always been the Lodge's butler. He is looking dapper in a tuxedo, long coattails, a bow tie. He's bald with a, a little bit of patch of hair around his ears. And uh, he goes on to say, I've just finished a sweep of the perimeter. Every point of egress and ingress is intact and secure. Additionally, I turned on all the security cameras and activated the alarms. Operation Lockdown proceeds as pace. 
Mr. Lodge now, shakily getting out of his chair. Good. Well done. And the rest of the town? The two men stand in front of each other, Smithers still holding the axe. Riverdale Water and Power is reporting massive outages. All local news broadcasts have been replaced with alerts from the EBS, asking residents within town limits to stay indoors. Fires on the west side, looting in the southwest quadrant. So far, no large properties have been damaged. Good lord, how did it fall apart so quickly? And beyond Riverdale? A close-up of Smithers' face looking grim. Sporadic reporting. Mostly rumors and speculation relayed through social media, twittering and the like. Though, that is decreasing with each passing hour. Most significantly, sir, Lodge Satellite intercepted a transmission sent from the White House to the National Guard. The words quarantine and extermination were uttered in connection to something being described as that situation in Riverdale. This gives Mr. Lodge pause. He says nothing, then turns away from Smithers. I know the President Smithers. He's a friend. He wouldn't do anything foolish. In the meantime, we wait this out. I built this place to be a fortress. So long as we keep the rest of the world at bay, we'll be fine. And this, whatever this is, will sort itself out. Smithers, of course, sir. Mr. Lodge turns back to Smithers. One last thing. Are all the children safe and accounted for? Smithers, yes, sir. Uh, well... That is, except for one. A knowing glance from Mr. Lodge as the panel stays tight on his face. Andrews. Establishing shot. Betty and Archie crouched over a grate in a pantry. Caption reads, Earlier. Lodge Manor's East Kitchen. Betty. Can't believe that grate isn't electrified or something. Archie. It used to be. I had Delton hack into the Lodge mainframe and take it offline a year ago. This pantry is the security system's one blind spot. A close-up of Betty, looking away. A year ago. For your secret trysts with Veronica? A close-up of Archie's face. Yeah, exactly. We'd sit here, making out, and eating the world's most expensive cereal. Come on, Bets. Are we really going to have this conversation now? Betty. Fine. Let's have the, we're safe in here, it's insane for you to go out conversation instead. Betty, sitting on her knees with her arms crossed, looking at Archie as he shimmies his way into the vent, legs first. Seriously, Archie, it's a terrible idea. Archie, Betty, cell phones aren't working. Landlines aren't working. We've all emailed our parents. No one's responded. Someone needs to check on them. Aren't you worried about your mom and dad? Betty reaches out to Archie, grabbing his arm. Of course. But if there's a tornado, you wait for the tornado to pass before you go outside. Archie. I'll be okay. I'll get as far as I can through the sewers. Then, stick to the side streets and alleyways. No one knows Riverdale better than me. Just before Archie's out of sight, Betty, on her hands and knees, looking down into the vent. Archie, wait. Before you go, I, I won't ask which of us you like more. Archie, looking at Betty through the vent. Betty, I promise you, I'm going to be waffling for the next 70 years. Don't worry. And stay safe, okay? We now see Archie with a flashlight 
going through the sewers. In the foreground, some rats watch him. Betty's caption. You too, Archie. Come back to us in one piece. We now have Betty in the library of the Lodge Manor on one of those library ladders reading a book. Caption reads, Now, Lodge Manor's library. Betty says, This, this is unbelievable. From off panel, Betty, there you are. Betty, holding the book in her hand. Veronica, your dad's books? They're all first editions. You have a mint copy of The Great Gatsby from like 1925 here. We see now Betty climbing down the ladder in the library as Veronica watches her arms crossed. Veronica is in a black bikini with a white towel draped over her shoulder. Veronica says, what would you have us read, Betty? Paperbacks? The Great Gatsby is Daddy's favorite book. My mom gave him that copy their last Christmas together. The two women stand in front of each other, Betty clutching the book against her chest. She pauses. Betty finally says, I miss your mom, Veronica. Me too. Thanks, Betty. The two women stand in silence, looking down. Betty piping up, pointing a hand at Veronica. So, um, what's with the swimwear? Veronica, I'm heading to the pool, where the party and the frolicking has already begun. The two women now walking down a long corridor together. They're lit by the light coming from the window. Again, most of this book is in blacks and oranges, some reds and grays, but this particular panel is completely black and orange. It's absolutely gorgeous. The previous panels were mostly various shades of blues and grays. Betty says, Is that really appropriate, given the... Veronica cuts her off. Just because we're trapped here doesn't mean we have to suffer and be bored. I mean, yes, we're worried, but what better way to distract ourselves than with an end-of-the-world pool party? Betty says, I... I'm not sure. I think I'm just gonna read. Veronica, boring. Gatsby dies. That's all you need to know. Betty, it's too cold to swim. Veronica, pool's heated, obviously. Betty, I don't even have a suit. Veronica, and you're too big for one of mine. I understand. A close-up panel of Veronica's face. Never fear, Betty. I keep an assortment of plus sizes on hand for just such an emergency. Betty with a sour expression on her face. Veronica, you're not hearing me. Veronica's face looking pleading, actually. You're not hearing me, Betty. I'm barely holding it together. I need to focus on something other than how terrified I am. Please. We're supposed to be BFFs. As Veronica says that, the panel is tight on Betty's face. An establishing shot. We now see Betty, Veronica, Dilton, Chuck, and who I'm assuming is Kevin. It's kind of hard to see. It's kind of pulled back. All relaxing in the pool. Caption reads, Soon. Veronica. See? Isn't this fab? Betty. The water does feel great, but where are Moose and Midge? We now have Moose and Midge. Moose sitting on the bed in a bedroom. In the bathroom, nearby, with a door open, is Midge. Both are in their swimwear. Earlier. Moose says, I'm freaking out, babe. I think we should tell Mr. Lodge. His butler was adopted during the war or something. Maybe he can check you out. The... I don't mean check you out. At least, not that way. It's just a scratch, Moose. I... I didn't even notice it happening. Midge now running her scraped hand underneath the open faucet, while Moose comes to the doorway. Yeah, but if it was Jughead or Ethel that scratched you, 
Midge. I have no idea how I got it. It could have been anyone. Close up of Moose's face. Yeah, but if it was one of them, Dylan says you can catch it like poison ivy. Midge now going through the medicine cabinet. No, Moose. He said the exact opposite. That it wasn't like poison ivy. That you could only catch it by being bitten or scratched. Come on, come on. Where's the hydrogen peroxide? Found it. Hold on a sec. Moose. Uh, I think we're kind of saying the same thing. So, just to be on the safe side, moments later, Midge arrives from the bathroom while Moose has sat back down on the bed. Midge says, Okay, you can relax now. Any infection and that hydrogen peroxide I just doused myself with would have killed it. Look at my hands, see? A close-up of Midge's hand, and admittedly the scratch does look better. It's already looking better. Midge sitting down next to Moose. And you saw Ethel? You saw how fast she changed. Yeah, but Jughead ate, like, half of her. Maybe since you only got a scratch, it's taken longer to... Midge. Moose, baby, you probably gave me the scratch when you grabbed my hand to drag me out of the gym. A close-up of Midge's face giving a reassuring look to Moose. I'm fine. Really? Moose. You sure? Midge. A hundred percent. Moose. Okay. Okay. In that case, can we go swimming with everyone? A close-up of Midge's face. Sure. In a minute. We now see Moose lying back in bed with Midge cuddling up over top of him. He wraps his arms around her. She rests her head on his chest. She says, Right now, though, I just want to be alone with you, you big dumb lug. I love you, Moose. You know that, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. And, uh, I love you, Midge, but how, how come you're telling me now? No time like the present, right? As they say this, that was all in caption, we are treated to a shot of outside, a manhole, and a sewer lid getting pushed up and pulled aside. Emerging from the ground is Archie Andrews himself. When he gets to street level, he looks dumbfounded at what he sees. The caption reads, Downtown Riverdale, the present. Archie, holy crap. Archie now standing in the street, Pops. And we see Pops Diner, the entire burger shop is completely on fire. Close-up shot of Archie Andrews' eyes, everything orange in the warm glow of the fire. What the hell happened here? And what the hell happened indeed, we are now treated to a flashback. We're now standing in front of Pops, it's again on fire, but now Nancy and Ginger, the two secret lovers that didn't go to the Halloween dance that were in the diner when Jughead's zombified father broke in. Nancy says, Did we have to? Ginger, only way to make sure Mr. Jones and Pops Tate won't be coming back. It's what they would have wanted, Nancy. The two women walking away from the burning diner. That was awful, Ginge. Literally the worst. Ginger. Beyond. But we survived. Aren't you glad I made us take all those military self-defense classes with Kevin's dad for extra credit? Y yes, Ginger. Nancy says. Ginger. And no bites or scratches anywhere on us. We check, so. Nancy. So now what? 
the two women looking at a motorcycle that belongs to Pops. And I had no idea that Pops was a motorcycle enthusiast, but I guess he is. We hotwire Pops' motorcycle. Hop it, start going west, and don't stop until we hit the ocean. Ginger. Before the two women get on the bike, they pause and look across it at each other. That thing was Jughead's dad. We live three doors down from the Joneses. A tight shot of Ginger in realization. And me mommy and poppy live two blocks away on, Fern. Close-up shot. Nancy. Can we check on our folks first? Ginger. Can we still hotwire Pop's motorcycle? The two women look at each other in silence. Then, we see the two women, Ginger driving, Nancy grabbing her waist, driving away from the burning diner. And then we're back to the present. Last time we left our survivors in the Lodge Manor, Veronica saying, See? Isn't this fab? And indeed we're back. The same shot. Pulled back a little further. Betty, the water does feel great, but where are Midge and Moose? We see above the pool, there's a veranda, glassed in, and two shapes heading towards it. Veronica, oh, being total party poopers, hiding up in their room where they've been all night, no doubt. Oh, wait, I think that's them coming out onto the veranda. Crash! We see two silhouetted bodies break through the glass and fall. Splash! A massive wave as both bodies simultaneously hit the water in the pool that everyone's in. Betty and Veronica are taking cover. A thought bubble from Archie. Okay, this is super creepy and weird. Archie, hands in his pockets, walking down the street. An abandoned bicycle lying in the street. The very empty streets. First, I call the fire department because Pops is burning down and get a busy signal non-stop. Now, I'm walking home and there's, like, nobody anywhere. Archie, bending down to look at the bike on the road. I mean, whose bike is this? And why did they just... Hold up, there's Mayor Martinez? We see the shambling silhouette of a figure of a woman walking towards Archie. Archie, looking worried. Mayor Martinez? It's Archie? Mayor Martinez, very zombified, snaps her head into the direction that Archie was calling out to her and lets out a moan. Archie, getting on the bicycle, pedals away for his life as Mayor Martinez chases after him. His thought bubble. Screw exploring. I gotta get home. In caption. Sir, we see Smithers in the central computer, like fucking Alfred in the back computer at Lodge Manor, monitoring the security systems. Smithers says, Something worrisome is happening at the West Pool. Mr. Lodge, with a steaming cup of coffee. Zoom in, camera five, Smithers. I shudder to think what mischief my daughter's up to now. The survivors, huddled together, looking scared at the one into the pool. Veronica. Midge? Betty? Moose? One of the survivors. No, please. Not again. And sure enough, Moose and Midge, emerging from the water, both arms outstretched, both zombified. They let out a collective moan. Mr. Lodge, shouting into a microphone, Listen to me! This is Haram Lodge! For God's sakes, get out of the water right now! Repeat! Out of the water! We can see Veronica is still in the pool, looking up to the speakers as her father shouts orders. Daddy? Back in the control room, Mr. Lodge says, Seal the pool, Smithers. Smithers, tapping away at the computer, already activating its cover, sir. We see a metal plate being activated and starting to cover the pool 
the zombies Midge and Moose getting covered up first as the survivors are getting out on the other end. Chuck shouts orders. Move, everyone! Betty scrambling. Oh my god! Midge and Moose, distracted by the sound of this metallic cover coming behind them. Mm-hmm. Betty pulling Veronica out. You're good, Ronnie. I got you. Moose and Midge fighting against the metal as it comes towards them. We now have a shot. Dilton in front, Veronica behind him, Chuck behind Dilton as well. Veronica says, but won't they, won't they drown? Dilton, possibly. We now see the pool cover is completely sealed. Bang, 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 as Moose and Midge try to get out. Dilton goes on to say, but doubtful. They're not human, remember? They don't need what we need. Things like, you know, oxygen. We're now back to the control room. Smithers looking over his shoulder at Mr. Lodge. Per your specifications, the pool's cover is reinforced aluminum, sir. So it should hold. However, Mr. Lodge. Veronica Lodge, I want you back inside the house immediately, young lady. The six survivors leaving the pool area, walking back into the manor. Over the PA, Mr. Lodge still shouts. That goes for all of you. Inside. Now. Back in the control room, Smithers with his hands behind his back. I'll start to make a fire and make sure they get into draw closer. Then begin dinner. Cockovine, all right? Mr. Lodge, solemnly, resting his body weight on his hands, standing over the microphone, and he speaks. Two more of them lost, Smithers, on my watch. What will I tell their mothers and fathers? That I took them in, that they were under my care, and I couldn't protect them? We now see Archie. He's arrived home. He's ditched the bike and is reaching for his house keys. A thought bubble. Home. Finally. Locked. He calls out softly. Mom? Dad? Archie now bends down. I'm not sure why his keys didn't work. Or maybe he doesn't even have keys. It's kind of hard to tell with the silhouette. But at any rate, he bends down, lifting up the welcome mat in front of his house. Extra key under the... He hears a growl from the corner, and he turns. Vegas? Is that you? Come here, boy. Help me find the... And we see it is not Archie's dog, Vegas. It's Jughead's zombified dog, Hot Dog. Archie, looking terrified, crouched down. Oh, oh, crap. And that is going to do it for issue three of Afterlife with Archie. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, I hope my voice was okay. Getting over a little bit of a con sore throat. I've become that person. I'm that person that just gets sick all the time. I got sick a couple of weeks ago, and I wasn't able to really use my voice. I went to a con, got sick again, and I haven't been sick for so long, but them's the breaks. But I feel all right. I feel good. I'm glad we got through the issue. I really enjoyed this one, and I hope you guys did too. Let me know what you think. And if you guys have any other ideas for other books that we can read, horror comics related, or even horror manga, which we've agreed to also do, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Wes Nipe on Twitter, and that's Nipe with a K, K-N, K is silent. And also, we have a Facebook page. You can look for us if you look for Splatter Pictures. You can find us there, and also you can get a lot of cool updates. Not only do we do updates for the Dead Air podcast, the other podcast that I do with Lydia where we talk about horror movies, but all of the upcoming updates for Teresa can be seen on both my Twitter and the Facebook account. And let's not forget, uh, SplatterPictures.net, the main Mothership website, you can leave comments about all the episodes that you are listening to there as well. 
and just engage. I'd love to talk to you guys. And also, I'd like to give a big thanks to Rick Hunter, who is responsible for our intro and outro music that you guys listen to for this show, and Chris Begarin, who is responsible for all the art for the website and the upcoming comic book, Teresa, Where the Darkness Takes Me. It's going to be a really, really cool story, and I hope you guys like that as well. But as always, I will see you guys next week. We will continue with Afterlife with Archie, and then we will move on to The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which we also notice that Sabrina is getting peppered into the story, even though at the very beginning she seemed kind of down and out. But soon, it's going to be all Sabrina all the time. But not before we're done with this one. Anyways, I am your horror host, Wes Deadair Nipe, and you've been listening to Panels of Blood.